You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, gobble gobble and robble robble, it's a Hamburglar Thanksgiving at Nerd Overload. <laughs> I guess, I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm the, gr- the Grimace. The forearmed <laughs> Grimace. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm Samantha. What is... The breakfast birdie. Bird. <laughs> birdie the breakfast. The birdie the early bird. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Mayor McCheese? You. Oh, okay, that's fair. All right. Well, hey, thank you all for tuning in. We have a great show for you this week. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! What do we have here? The building blocks of shishi. Shishi meat, peaches, and guacamole. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> Steve Brule. Steve Brule. Yeah. Oh, Sushi okay. Just cat scraps. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of cat scraps. Just a bunch of cat scraps. <laughs> you know what I think about that that clip? I think it's a... Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> You've been busy. Uh, yeah, I've added, I've added some to the soundboard. Let's get our extremely seasonally appropriate uh, check it out out of the way. Like just last night, we watched the Hulu produced. It's one of those in the into the dark movies. They have a bunch of horror movies they produce. This one is Thanksgiving themed. It's called Pilgrim. Okay, uh, <laughs> and it was pretty wild. Well, at least you didn't watch Thanks Killing. No, that movie's terrible. That movie's terrible. Although someone from uh, Marion. Or at least uh, someone who, at one time, taught at a Marion County high school, is in Thanksgiving. Huh? Yeah. Pilgrim is a Thanksgiving-themed horror movie about a family whose mom invites Thanksgiving reenactor Pilgrim people into their home for Thanksgiving to teach their kids and her husband, I guess, to be grateful for and thankful for what they have. Okay. I, via these pilgrims, I guess. But whoops, they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the beginning of that sounds like an Arrested Development bit where they were <laughs> they, they they brought the the guy with the one arm in to teach the family a lesson, and that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they turned out to be you know religious zealots and. Crazy. You still don't know, you don't know like their whole deal. Yeah, it's true. It's still kind of, you know, you don't know. Yeah. Oh, wow. It it plays it mostly straight, though. Like, it doesn't do like self aware jokes or anything, but it still knows it's a ridiculous premise, but it runs with it. Like, there's a teenage girl that is just completely full of sass about the whole situation. Yeah, and she's pretty funny. Also, (laughs) has the same name as me, which is weird. Yeah, it's weird. Actually, there's a Cody and a Shane, which is my brother's name in this movie, which was weird. Oh, that is Never weird. Never happened before. Yeah, very weird. Outside of probably a western. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to get too spoilery with it because it is. It's yeah, worth don't, watching. Yeah, don't spoil it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why is it thanks? Like there are a number of Thanksgiving themed horror movies, and I th- is it because the, it's a weird holiday? one that people typically don't make horror movies about because there's Thanksgiving, there's Pilgrim, there's uh, Blood 
uh, Blood Feast. It was the one about the twins. That's a Herschel Gordon Lewis Blood Blood Feast. Uh, was it Blood Feast or uh, Blood Rage? Blood Rage oh. with the twins and the guy keeps saying that's not cranberry sauce. I've not seen that one. That's a bad movie night movie. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. But <laughs> I mean, I would hope so for it to be a bad movie night movie. Oh yeah, but uh, but no, there are a number of Thanksgiving themed huh. horror. films. I mean, I know I've watched a handful of Christmas themed. Well, that one movies. That one's easy though. Yeah. But the fun part when it's movie starts up like for the opening credits roll this is based on a mostly true story hmm. and then at the end it says that again and it shows a picture of two kids and like a pilgrim like it was someone's home photo like oh geez so so like so yeah somebody's mom hired an angry pilgrim or something like i want to know that story yeah, yeah the real story behind it oh i, yeah. I googled it ar- googled around a little and i couldn't really find anything but there's a story there and i want to know it yeah <laughs> that is wow that's crazy like, I, that's what i hate when i like i see like some of these like really outrageous horror movies and they say it like based on true events or something and i'm like how is any of this a true event? <laughs> yeah, I, I would have just assumed that they lied, but then there was that photo at the end. Like, <laughs> I mean, that I'm really sure. makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah. Probably just hired a pilgrim to teach him about Thanksgiving, but or, yeah. or a Quaker, yeah. uh, an angry Quaker. <laughs> Can Quakers even be angry? They're pacifists. Yeah, they're not allowed, but I'm sure it happens. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of like creepy bearded pilgrim men walking around their house and like it slowly gets more chaotic yeah it's weird yeah no definitely gonna have to check that one out that sounds uh that sounds interesting it's competent and doesn't take it and doesn't take itself seriously but it's better than something like a sharknado oh i guess okay gotcha (laughs) so it it winks at the premise, but it's not a full-blown hey, farce. look how bad this movie is. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah. So, well, that's good. That, that's kind of the sweet spot. Well, that's excellent. Uh, I actually watched a couple of uh, movies, a couple of documentaries, actually, uh, during the couple of weeks off. First one was uh, Class Action Park. Oh, we've seen that one. Oh, that one's good. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so it's based... It's a documentary based on uh, Action Park, which is in New Jersey, which was in New Jersey in the uh, late seventies and eighties. I think it ended up closing in like late nineties, yeah, early two thousand, something like that. Closed and reopened a couple, couple times. times. Yeah, but that's not the important part. The important part is apparently every ride in this water park was a screaming death trap. <laughs> Like every single one was not built up to any kind of code whatsoever. The guy who owned the park hated rules and loved money and, <laughs> and possibly cocaine. <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 water slide that was just a freestanding loop yeah. where <laughs> so, so people's bo- teeth people get people's teeth got imp- <laughs> like stuck in the side of the loop because they were too big or something. And then someone else complained that they got scratched going around the loop from the teeth that were stuck in. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, the, the, the documentary definitely is at its best when it's describing the ludicrous rides and the crazy stuff that people did while they were working there. Uh, they had a go, a go-kart, 
track that they would take the governors off the go-karts and drive like 60 miles per hour around this track and take it on the highway and stuff. Yeah, there was a highway that split like right in the middle. Yeah, you had to cross a highway to get to the second half of the park. (laughs) What? Yeah, it did get a little, uh, it did become a a pretty big bummer when they uh, spoke to the uh, parent of uh, one of the few deaths at this park. That actually leads to probably the only real downside, I think, to the documentary. Not only was that story sad, but the very end, the last shot of the documentary with the two parents visiting the grave of their son seemed so forced and so like in a movie that is that was very it's it's whiplash yeah it's whiplash for one and two it <laughs> seemed very staged in a movie that otherwise was not very staged hmm. like i understand wanting to get serious about yes. it but it didn't fit it didn't fit not the, at all the rest of the movie they're they're making jokes and they want you to have a good time and then all of a sudden they want to be like all right now they're gonna bring it down <laughs> Now it's sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like at that point, the movie turned its chair around and sat down and said, now we're all having a good time here. Yeah. But let's remember that people this part died. did kill <laughs> upwards of a half dozen people. Especially that wave pool of death. That, that wave pool of death that killed like three people. Jeez. Yeah. Wave pool of death. That one ride that was just a giant slip and slide down a hill. That's all it was. Uh, there was, it was like a bobsled or a luge where they didn't have protective... Well, that was where that that first kid got uh, got killed. Yeah. Uh, it was like a luge. So you had a... You were sitting on like a cart. Yeah. And just going, whipping down a hill with twists and turns. But there was no uh, guardrails. There were no anything. And the uh, brakes on most of the uh, carts were broken. So the kid went careening off the side and like... Oh my God. Yeah. But don't but don't worry about that. Let's talk about the giant uh, um, waterfall that you just jump into into 17, 17 foot deep freezing cold lake water with fish biting you. Oh wow! <laughs> As you get uh, contact shock from going from hot to cold because you're jumping off of like blindingly hot asphalt. While a sixteen year fourteen to sixteen year old lifeguard reads a magazine. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is almost cartoonish in the way that, like, if regular show did an episode where they went to a water park, a water park yeah. it, it would be this water yeah. park. Yeah. I went down a weird YouTube hole the other day of oh, theme park accidents. Really? Not not videos of oh, them. Oh, okay. Videos yeah. about them. I wouldn't sit there all day and watch people die at theme parks. That's that weird. That would be, yeah. <laughs> but I will watch stories about it. And there was one, uh, I think it was at the Schlitterbahn. It was a water slide at the Schlitterbahn, which is like a <laughs> Midwestern water park. It's like down in Texas or something, like right? Something, yeah. Yeah. Where the guy wanted to build this huge water slide. No company, he couldn't get any company to agree to do it. Mm-hmm. So he decided, well, we'll do it ourselves then. Oh, and no. And of course, he's not a ride designer. He's the guy that owns the Schlitterbahn. <laughs> and they build it themselves. And Schlitterbahn had a deal with the state where they could act as their own ride inspectors. Oh, my gosh. So they built this dangerous friggin' water slide, inspected it themselves, and said, yeah, this is good. And then, you know, a kid died on it. 
Oh my god! Because you would catch air. It went down real steep, real fast, and then hit a hill and back down. So people would catch air and like launch off. Yeah, and they had netting there, but it was also netting with metal bars across it. So Ugh. a kid launched off, hit right on the metal bar, and died. Oh my god! But all because the owner of the park thought he could be a ride designer, and the state let them inspect their own rides, that's, which sounds like a bad idea. That all sounds the like way just all the yeah. that's like a lasagna made of liable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They, well, well, it's like uh, Action Park. That guy, no one would insure him, so he created his own fake park insurance using his own money in a Cayman Islands bank. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like a fake shell insurance of, company. Yeah, just to say that he had a real cheap insurance. Man, that is like level on level of just dirty. Yeah. What was he doing to test rides? He would like hold $100 bills at the bottom of, of like the slides that he wanted his employees to test out yeah. for him. And that was the one that had the freestanding loop that people lost their teeth on and stuff. <laughs> Crazy. Craziness. Wow. Yeah. Well, the other documentary is actually a series of documentaries. They're, um, it's like a short bunch of short hour-long docs. It's on Disney+, Plus, um, and it's all based on uh, Marvel Comics. Oh, we watched things. The, the Japanese Spider-Man You watched one. the Japanese Spider-Man one. Okay, great. And half great. of the one after that, the okay. women in comics one. Well, we kind of jumped around a little bit, but I definitely watched the Japanese Spider-Man one. So the, you yeah, the series... Oh, yeah, right. Uh, the series is called 616, which is kind of cool. That's a, a reference to Marvel comic Comics, universe, comic yeah. universe and stuff. But uh, yeah, they're all... It's like eight hour long or just under an hour long documentaries. The first one is on... Uh, the Toei Spider-Man TV series that was done back in the 70s. They, and they, it was really well done. It was. Yeah. They actually treated the, the topic with, like, respect. Yeah, they weren't, they didn't go, oh, look at this goofy, weird thing with Spider-Man in it. No, they, they spoke to a lot of the actors. They talked to the guy who was in the suit that did a lot of those stunts didn't realize a lot of those stunts were done without nets and yeah. without any kind of safety precautions. They just kind of had them climb stuff. Sounds like the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> also sounds like Japan. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, the guy who played uh, the face actor for Spider-Man, he was just hearing him talk about the project and hearing him talk about the, really how much he loved working on that show. It was really a labor of love for that, that series. I've watched bits and pieces of Japanese Spider-Man, and it is goofy and fun and awesome, and it's, Jap it's a Spider-Man Sentai. <laughs> well, it, like, it really made it look like it's not just this wacky, crazy thing. Like, it was actually pretty intelligently localized yes. for the market that they were going for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they had a, a there was an American liaison. I, I forget what the guy's name was, but his I know his initials are GP because yeah. that's the name of his car. That was <laughs> GP7 was Spider-Man's car. And it was an in joke because GP and they're like, oh, seven's a lucky number. Let's, let's call it seven. So, um. But this, this was an American guy who spent a lot of time in Japan, and he was kind of the liaison between Marvel and New York and Stan Lee directly and Toei. And a lot of the uh, American board members were not into the were not into it. They're like, this looks really hokey. This looks very dumb. People aren't going to watch this. Stan, well, one, Stan gave him a chance, which is awesome. And two, it was exactly what the market wanted 
And Stan was savvy enough to realize it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that thing he said, he was the kids will love it because of the action, and the adults will love it because of the camp. Because and of the camp. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it's the exact same mindset as uh, uh, Adam West Batman mix of camp and stuff that the kids are going to love because yeah. of the the Biff Bams and Pals. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, a couple, I watched a couple of the other episodes in the uh, the six one six. Series one was a it was kind of a mockumentary. So every episode is directed by a different director. So they're not all kind of told the same way. Uh, one is a, a mockumentary uh, following Paul Shear, the comedian. <laughs> he gets this idea. He wants to bring back a little used Marvel super team to today. He picks the 90s creation brute force. Oh, <laughs> who are a bunch of animals and robot suits. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, but it's but it was and it's like it's a mockumentary, but hidden within the mockumentary is actually a really, really smart documentary on the Marvel process when it comes to creating multimedia and the toyeticness of a lot of their products and what goes into designing for shows and the backstory of the of these characters that um it came brute force was created around the same time marvel was doing a lot of um they had a lot of comic series based on toy lines like micronauts Mm -hmm. and rom space night and they had the gi joe transformers that sort of thing and brute force was marvel's idea of going well we have these toy companies that are giving us ideas for our book why don't we just make a very toyetic book that we can then shop to a toy company kind of reverse it and make a little extra money on the side and that's transforming robot animal people that's that's the <laughs> idea but uh but no it was really interesting it had some um cameos john ham shows up <laughs> in it uh ron funches <laughs> is in it a couple of other folks but it was it's really well done and the last one i watched was on cosplay and it followed four or five different, uh, I think it was five different cosplay kind of groups and various walks of their fandom and where they're at in their cosplay kind of career, Career, I guess. They they followed one that uh, she's, you know, a, a semi-professional, I mean, she's a professional cosplayer as well as a game designer or something. And the one, and then they followed one that, you know when you go to a convention and you're sitting and watching the cosplay contest and someone uses it as their excuse to do their 10-minute shtick? <laughs> like, like they get a little too in character and start doing a bit when, oh, they yeah. come, when they walk on stage. It was that kind of cosplayer, the one that does a bit, mm. like got a little, a little too into their character, I guess. And then there was, there was one that followed a, um, a guy who almost exclusively cosplays as Captain America. And it was the first time his wife went with him to a con and she went as Peggy Carter. And the the fourth one was actually someone I follow on Instagram, the uh, uh, cosplay dog. So she is, (laughs) she, uh, the, the cosplayer is autistic, uh, high functioning autistic and has uh, sensory overload kind of issues and she started taking her service animal to conventions and then started creating costumes for her service animal and became kind of well known for having a costume dog, ca- <laughs> costume dog. And also she got into costume and it kind of helped her 
relate more to people because she is able to kind of put on kind of a persona a little bit, that sort of thing. And again, it was just really nice. It and it wrapped up at New York Comic Con where they were all kind of going through the um well the one that is the professional uh cosplayer was a judge judging some of the other people and that followed some of the folks okay. uh that went there. Who's the professional cosplayer? Oh, I forget what her name is, but when um a lot of the BLM stuff uh started popping up and people were talking about cosplay what you want no matter your race, gender, creed, color, whatever a lot of her stuff came up. I don't remember what her name is off the top of my head. I'll have to look it up. But uh, she has an excellent uh, Shuri Black Panther costume. And she has a uh, really, really, really good Captain Marvel. And a couple others mm. that were really, really well done. But yeah, I, I highly recommend. I haven't watched any of the other ones. But uh, yeah, if you like documentaries and you like Marvel stuff. And it's not tied into the movies. It is... More com- more of the comic side of things, which is um, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. The women in Marvel one had uh, Kelly Sue within the first two minutes, so oh, they did the, that right. Yeah, did that right. There you go, <laughs> Marion Zone, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Yes. <laughs> we started watching the Animaniacs reboot. Yes, we have too. It's very good. Yes, it's very very good. I've I've enjoyed it. Like I was worried because there were reviews. Saying that it wasn't that good. Yeah, they the reviews have been kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah, but actually watching it like like straight from the opening and everything was like, okay, this is great. It almost feels like it's more meta than it was before. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> and there's like in one episode, like the Clinton playing the sax does pop up again. <laughs> I think the Warners have been all good. But the pinky and the brain stuff has been really good. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. I keep hearing the pinky and the brain may as well. I mean, other than like using smartphones and stuff like that, it's it's just like watching an old episode of Pinky and the Brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like just like they have a completely different writing team for the pinky and the brain than they do the Warners. It's two like very different like styles, I guess. Yeah. One thing uh, that Nicole brought up to me while we were watching it, she goes, if the Warners weren't in the tower for 20 years, where have they been? That's a good question. Mm. Like, like I'm like, I don't know. Were they Maybe they were homeless. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, don't ex- they, they don't explain it. And I mean, they don't really need to. That's but... true. That's true. Sorry to interrupt. Okay, I found the... Uh, uh, the professional or semi-professional cosplayer from that from that documentary uh on instagram her handle is cutie pie sensei but uh yeah like really well done costumes and stuff like that so anyway yeah go ahead anyway continue um some of the new characters aren't too bad but part of me keeps feeling like i want to see old characters come back and they cut almost all of them yeah (laughs) i mean there's like one episode where they kind of all there but they don't really do much with them but also the fact that Ralph, the inept security guard, is still there. <laughs> well, and they changed the CEO. The CEO is a woman yeah. now, too. She has a really good design. I like her, her character design. She's got, like, this pointy nose and, like... She's also, like, insane. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, like, a big painting of, like, the old CEO on the wall. There's so many good things. And, like, some of the the new songs have been really good, too. I think they've leaned a little too hard on the songs. Because, yeah. like, almost every episode has one. And I don't think the original show 
Was they had that. a lot of songs, but they didn't have. They weren't like every. Episode. Yeah, you weren't guaranteed a song every episode, yeah. but this version, you pretty much are. They really, really, they've really ladled them on. Yeah, has uh, Yakko done an updated countries of the world or anything like that? No, but they made pl- they've made plenty of jokes about it. Yeah, because that's like that's <laughs> that's his thing. Yeah, that's Rob Paulson's one thing. Yeah, like Wacko, like oh, Mister Countries of the World. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. Well, they do. Then they do like an election special, and they have uh, Wacko on the maps, and he starts doing the uh, state capital <laughs> oh, song. Geez. But then he gets mad because like, it's the same every time. It doesn't change like the countries of the world does. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I feel like all the voices are good. Like Wacko sounds exactly the same. Yakko sounds pretty much the same. Well, the only one that really sounds different is Dot. They're all twenty years older. Oh, I yeah. know, I know. That's that. And they they've given Dot more to do. Oh yeah, yeah. They ch- even change in the theme song instead of it just saying she's cute. Now she has wit. Oh, wit. Okay, that's cool. So they they've given her better and more lines. I feel like. Uh, like first episode, they bring up uh breaking the glass ceiling. Mm. <laughs> and they have like a bunch of like characters of prominent women like hanging from like glass ceilings with hammers smashing the glass. <laughs> oh the the be- the best joke was there there's a tour a tram tour going through the lot and the the uh, tour guide goes and there's where we filmed Batman and all the people on the ride go ooh and then she finishes and goes versus Superman and then everybody on the tram's like oh <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good yeah. joke. Oh that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean all in all I think it's a really good Though they keep hammering on the joke of being a reboot pretty hard. Yeah, they could have lightened up on that a little bit. Well, you know what? When they get to their second season, maybe they'll <laughs> just kind of get back into the... Well, it got to a point in one of the episodes where they just went, reboot! <laughs> like... <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we'll get into some news.
back that was we are family by sister sludge it's kind of thanksgiving themed it's fa- like, family it's like the closest you can get yeah. to a thanksgiving song yeah it's either a thanksgiving song or a fast and the furious song <laughs> yeah it's about family it's about family oh man can you imagine can you imagine vin diesel covering we are family <laughs> we are frambler <laughs> street sharks yeah oh man he'd be so hyped about street sharks (laughs) (laughs) all right so hey let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news machinos have been around for thousands of years who started grambling who was the first big time riverboat grambler who cares probably some hunk who said one bat (laughs) what are you waiting for let's go gramble the heck you need to watch more steve brule yeah apparently one of paper <laughs> equals four of coin <laughs> <laughs> jackpot wait jackpot <laughs> we actually have some disney plus news stuff right uh looking at the list darkwing duck darkwing duck coming to disney plus as a reboot as yeah, a reboot new new, new, new darkwing, darkwing duck, duck. yes as a, I guess as a spinoff to DuckTales, I suppose. I, I, I suppose, yeah. Yes, I guess the, it would be kind of the same that. art style. And everything. Yeah, and that's great. I like the art style on DuckTales, and I love Darkwing Duck. So like I'm, I'm hoping like it'll kind of maybe help bring other stuff, because the DuckTales series itself makes a lot of references. Oh, yeah. They've like, done Tailspin stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned the town that Goofy's from. Well, Goofy has been on DuckTales has now he? at this point. Yeah, Man, I've... I've Missed a lot of episodes. As Goof Troop Goofy, like with the Oh, tie with, with Max. Like, Max wasn't there, but he has a, had a bunch of pictures of Max in his wallet. Like, oh, you know, wow. like you would. Like you would, yeah, of course. There's also a whole episode about, it's a Gummy Bears reference. Huh. Yeah, it's about Gummy Berry juice. And there's one that explains the uh, the origin of the Rescue Rangers as well. Really? Wow, they're really kind of going all out. That's, that's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Hey, Darkwing Duck, I am all for it. Give I mean, me, let's give me get some dangerous. of that good stuff. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, of like the Disney afternoon stuff, Darkwing Duck was always one of my favorites. Yeah. But plus he's, you know, the superhero one. Well, kind of. The, the Batman-esque superhero yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, ba- it's a Batman parody. He, it's Batman, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, favorite Darkwing Duck villain. Ooh. I always liked Megavolt. Yeah, yeah, he's not a bad one. Um, Bushroot. Bushroot's a good one. Yeah, I was I was picturing him in my head. Liquidator. 
Liquidator is a good one. I like he's got the used car salesman kind of pitchman <laughs> like yeah. voice. He's pretty. Funny. I feel like Nega Duck is too much of a like a Nega Duck's kind of a cop out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah. Uh, I like his color scheme though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you remember that episode where what's his name? Um, the toy, the toy themed. Or a Quacker Jack. Quacker Jack and Megavolt create like a time machine. The time, the time top. The time yeah. top. Yeah, and they do like a whole like Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, kind the, of, like, it, the episode was called the Duck Knight Returns or oh, something like right. that. that yeah, was what it was because Goslin goes in, ta- goes well, goes into the future with ne- uh, Megavolt and Quackerjack, and it affects the time for time stream. That version of Darkwing Duck is really angry because she. He thought she ran away from home, or died, or died, or something, and, and went dark, and went dark, and like had like giant muscles and guns and stuff. Um, I always liked uh, Tusker Nini, the uh, the thespian actor. <laughs> That's a good. That is a good yeah. one. Uh, Steelbeak. Steel There's Beak. just a lot of good villains. I don't remember any of these. Yeah, Steel <laughs> Steelbeak. <laughs> there for a while, Darkwing Duck. They they he became almost like a uh, Maxwell Smart. Kind, like of, bond uh, kind of bond thing. like awful james bond ripoff and steel beak well, that was, was the like, original concept yeah was a james bond parody mm-hmm. what was yeah. it called double o duck double o duck double o duck yeah yeah and uh steel beak was basically jaws he was a chicken kind of, with a metal beak yeah and he i think he was voiced by rob paulson because he had he had that like Rob Paulson, Rob Paulsony voice nasal, to nasally like, voice nasally, yeah yeah oh and then there was um taurus bulba yeah, he's like the original villain. He was. He's yep. in the Ducktales episode. Oh, he is, DuckTales but he's not a villain. Episode. I don't think. I don't know. I haven't watched it. I, I just saw a picture of you. It looked really friendly. Well, I mean, he is at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was a Darkwing's like sorceress girlfriend. Oh, Morgana. Mm-hmm. I always get her mixed up with Magic, Magic of the Spell. Dispel. Yep. Well, wasn't there? I think no, it wasn't a. It wasn't a episode of the show, but it was in the comics. Magicka Dispel and Morgana meet. Yeah, they go head to head because Morgana finally gets the <laughs> uh, the lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, no. They uh, a Morgana or uh, Magicka Dispel gets the magic lucky um, penny. Oh, the dime. dime. Yeah, the lucky dime. The lucky dime, and like it powers up her magic. Well, that was actually the pretty much the whole. Uh plot point of the first season of the new ducktales really yeah oh wow okay is uh is basically like they had a bunch of episodes and they started getting real deep into this whole magic of the spell thing interesting and she's like the she's the series she's the season finale like two-parter like villain villainess kind of thing oh cool and it all revolves around getting the dime no that's awesome um but yeah i'm just i'm just happy more darkwing duck i i love this resurgence of the Disney afternoon Disney stuff. afternoon stuff absolutely I'd yeah. love to see a tailspin give me a nice reboot of gargoyles gargoyles Man, that, that show is a live is so... action show or a live action movie it it they it, it they could do it very well they could yeah. do it because it's it was a very serious action show mm-hmm. that had a, a gun PSA episode it very much did <laughs> yeah I like how the new DuckTales uh, casted Christina Valenzuela as uh, young Donald. Yes, I was I was just going to mention that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a that's a big get. I mm-hmm. feel like it is. Yeah, <laughs> she's a, she's a pretty big uh, uh, voice actress. 
For sure. I meant for her. But... Oh yeah, for her too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. I mean, when when you're when you're neck when you're up there with David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. When you know when you're you're voicing a version of one of the the three pillar Disney boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she voices some of the bug snacks in that game Bug Snacks. Yes. That's wild. Dude, Rita Repulsa voices a character in Bug Snacks. <laughs> Bug Snacks is good though. I've watched about two hours of a let's play of Bug Snacks. That's about how much of Bug Snacks I've played is about two hours. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to the part where they all start arguing around the the campfire? Yes, the party. Yeah, yeah the, the party where where one of the Muppets um, yells at the other one, tells him that he's too bullheaded. That's his, why his wife left. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a game about uh, it's part Pokemon Snap, part like helping these people with their emotional problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, someone, the way it was described to me, or, or I heard it was described, was like if someone took a, a Disney, like a kids game, and a rated E for everyone game, and then like ramped up all of the weirdness and like the <laughs> grossness and like made it like a an M rated game and then cranked it back down like, you know how you take words like sentences and put them through multiple uh, Google Translate filters, <laughs> and it's like it's an E-rated game that has gone through four or five different transitions <laughs> back and forth to between E-rated and M-rated. Huh. So it's rated E for everyone, but it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, sub sandwich centipede freaked me the heck out because has little French fries for legs. It's oh. like there's like ten segments to like this centipede that's a sub. I don't like think a, I saw that. It's like a giant submarine sandwich, and it has French fries for legs. And the it burger just like has French has curly fries for legs. Oh yeah, no, this one it has yeah. regular like crumpled like crumpled up French fries for feet, and it like skitters around. And there's like it's long. It's like <laughs> it's like party sub sized. Yeah, I like the burger. I like the burger one's name is Bunger. Bunger. And yeah, it just crawls around going Bunger, Bunger, Bunger. <laughs> All the like all the bug snack designs are fun and cute. Like it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So what else do we want to talk about on the list? We really don't have much in the way of like Me good news. things that transfer from one thing to oh, another. Let's talk about Clifford, man. That's uh, Clifford. Let's talk about Clifford, man. That's Clifford's the... not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a teaser for. Clifford the Rig, Big Red Dog That's the sting live for, action. for whenever we talk about news about Clifford the Big Red Dog. Let's talk about Clifford, man. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Even though this is probably the only time we'll talk about this. Yeah. But yeah, Clifford the Big Red Dog. You know I those children books with a giant dog. I didn't read them growing up. They were not my part of my loved Clifford. Yeah. Yeah, like the full set of Clifford books. I think I think my sister had maybe a Clifford book. But I remember the toys at McDonald's. I <laughs> see. I don't even remember that. Like uh, in my household, like the Berenstein Bears was the big thing. You mean the Berenstain Bears? Yeah. However, it way it goes with that Mandela <laughs> effect. Yeah. Oh, uh, we were a a Clifford and also Magic School Bus household. I had a couple of Magic School Bus. We had the uh, the uh, little golden books, the ones with like the golden spine. Yeah, that ripped all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Those were terribly designed. Yeah. So anyway, Clifford the Big Red Dog, children's book from a bygone era, (laughs) is getting a movie, and it looks... Live action, and Clifford does not look big enough, and he doesn't look red enough. Which sounds really pedantic, (laughs) 
But it's the truth. Like if somebody was making a joke specifically about nerd podcasters complaining about a movie, that would be something they would write. But (laughs) but it's true, though. It's the absolute truth. (laughs) He looks less like a red dog and more like a dog that they spray painted red. Or a dog that has rolled in the blood of its enemies. Yeah. Which, I mean, Clifford, you know, he's he's a big dog. He's He's a a big boy. Basically a kaiju. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Or at least he was in the books. So he's not as big. Yeah. There's another picture. It's not in the trailer, but there's a picture of him standing next to like a city apartment or something. And he's like maybe a story tall. Oh. Well, I mean, the first. That's barely Marmaduke height. Like the first. (laughs) Because Great Danes are huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, in the like the first couple of books, whatever, he's. Grows. Well, yeah, he starts as a real tiny puppy and then gets real big. That's the that's the whole shtick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he'll end up being much bigger. That's true. Maybe this is like some sort of teen Clifford. And like, and then Ken Watanabe <laughs> will show up and go, "Let them fight. Let them fight." <laughs> <laughs> Clifford begins. <laughs> Uh, Have you seen some of the set pictures? No, I haven't. <laughs> I did not know this existed until Today? you told us to look watch the teaser trailer between the break. There's like this big, like terrifying, like red nightmare skeleton they used in place of Clifford in the <sighs> shot. <God. laughs> you know what? They should have got a. a... Andy Zirkus to be Clifford. <laughs> he says they didn't. Yeah, for all we know, they they might have. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's let's uh, while Cody, while you're looking up that picture of nightmare, of nightmare Clifford, let's uh, let's do some quick hits here. So, um, yeah, no, that's a terror dog. <laughs> oh, what the heck? I, I don't like it. I don't like that one bit. No, thank you. It looks like a wiffle ball, but yeah. like in dog form. A do- if a dog skeleton was made of wiffle balls. Yeah, that's I don't I don't care for it. Did they have people inside it? It looked like yes, one of those it was, like, like a, chi- like like a, a Chinese, Chinese dragon, New Year, yeah, New Year dragon, or like a, a cartoon horse costume. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. So uh, speaking of movies, Johnny Depp is no longer going to be part of the Harry Potter. Fantastic Beasts. Uh, Fantastic Beats oeuvre. Uh, he's being replaced by Mads Mikkelsen. Which is, is a, a step up for the the franchise, I Yeah, guess. I think so. And I th- probably a bullet dodge for Johnny Depp, because the movie's probably going to stink on it's ice. Probably, yeah, it's probably going to stink <laughs> on ice. But Mads Mikkelsen is a good actor. Uh, people may know him probably best from the that uh, Hannibal Lecter show that was on. And also... Death Stranding. Death Stranding, <laughs> where... Well, he's also in Rogue One. He True. is in Rogue One briefly. He's uh, um, Jay. He's, he's Jay Urso's dad. Yeah, Jay Urso's <laughs> the, dad. The, the engineer of the Death Star. Yeah, he's, he's the daddy of the babies in Death Stranding or something. I don't know. I never finished it. <laughs> he's a go- yeah. He's a ghost man. Yeah. Uh, he's, Cl- Clifford Unger is a is a ghost man. He's also like Clifford. He's like the A villain. In Doctor Strange? That's right, he was. Oh, that's right, he is in Doctor Strange. (laughs) Yeah. That movie has barely a villain in it. I know. True. But he is like the one action-y villain they have. I guess, yeah. the one that wasn't a big CGI monstrosity. That was also played by Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) (laughs) Smog. 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 
think that's how you pronounce I it. I think that's how. Yeah, that's, I think that's it. it. I, yeah. I, I read in the Cimmerillion. There's a there's a pronunciation. You mean key. the Cimmerillion? Yeah, <laughs> that's you, how real Tolkien scholars pronounce yeah. it. The you, desolation of Smaug. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now you just sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to read The Hobbit. <laughs> Gandalf. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. Get to the Lonely Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Get the ring from Gollum. Okay, we got to move on. We can't, ha- we can't have dueling Schwarzeneggers. <laughs> Not on this episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 is getting a uh, same-day release. Uh, in theaters and on HBO Max on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. New Wonder Woman movie. It's going to probably one of the best uh, DC movies. I mean, hopefully, but we don't know. They I may hope have, they may I have hope meddled in this one. Oh, I hope it's, it's not, good. If it's not good, I'll be so mad. Oh, same here. <laughs> same here. So uh, I mean, I, I feel like every big movie is going to probably do that for a while. while it's, yeah. Until COVID is vaccinated It or was whatever. probably the best, smartest way for them to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do to see this one because I I don't want to pay twenty dollars to sit at home and watch it, but also I don't want to go out going to the a theater. Either. Yeah, well, it's on HBO Max. That's what they're doing with it, isn't it? Well, I thought it was going to be a similar thing to uh, Mulan. The Mulan oh, no, thing. I don't think they're going to charge. Oh, they're not going to charge. Well, then, uh, the, well, maybe, then there we go. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, we're, we're have to look that one up. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to research that one. But uh, anyway, yeah, we thought that they weren't going to release it until 2021. But uh, no, this is great. This and is yet great we news. still can't get Black Widow. Yeah, I... Mm, I right? I, I know, right? I don't know. Like, the movie's been done for like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. <sighs> uh, speaking of other things going to uh, HBO Max, or potentially going to HBO Max, rather... Um, the Venture Brothers the, might be saved. Yeah, the Adult Swim show that really everybody awesome. loves and is super super good might uh, it was um, uh, canceled this past and couple months ago and, and people and, have been mad about mm-hmm. it. So it might be going to uh, HBO Max, which is good. I mean, it makes sense because a lot of uh, a lot of Cartoon Network stuff has been going to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting like the, the streaming rights for like Rick and Morty. The continuation of Adventure Time has been playing on HBO Max. Yeah. So this is a good fit. It also kind of fits in with Doc Hammer and Jackson Public's uh, production style of Venture Brothers. Yeah. Which is there's no real time frame. It's just whenever there's Where, a handful when of epi- when there's a handful of episodes done, we'll give you a handful of episodes. There's never been like a set steady schedule for, for this show. And I think that's what makes it as good as it is. Oh yeah, it's 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 yeah. quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Lightning is getting one final season on the CW. It's ending with season four. I mean, I'll admit I've I haven't watched it. I haven't either. Um, like I fell off the CW superhero stuff a long time ago. The same here. I almost I. It almost got me back in with the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, yeah. Crossover. It almost got me back in. Kind of nuts, like how much stuff on CW is ending now. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to move away from all that stuff, or like, or clean the palette for I mean, other shows. Supernatural just ended. Arrow yeah. ended. I'm not even sure if Flash is still going. It's Flash is still going. Flash is still going. Supergirl has another season in it. Although I think Supergirl is also ending. Batwoman is in kind of a limboish yeah. 
situation. Yeah. They are not charging extra for. They are not. Oh HBO well, then there we go. There I we might go. have to buy one month of HBO Max and the, and watch it, and then it's still cheaper than going to a theater. It is. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. Uh, Cody, why don't you pick something that's left on the list? We've been kind of bouncing around a little bit. Uh, you want to talk about wrestling? Let's talk about wrestling. What do you know about wrestling? Well, apparently there's been some to-dos in the wrestling community and the Twitch community. Yes. Uh, some wrestlers who do their own Twitch streams to, to make some side side dollar dollar bills mm-hmm. um, have gotten into kind of a, a kerfuffle with uh, alleged turd man Vince McMahon. I think I'm allowed Vince to McMahon. say that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so this is something, and again, I don't, you know, I don't follow a whole lot of wrestling, but from what I understand from the reports that I have read, what is happening is uh, some wrestlers, like you mentioned, are going to Twitch to try to make some, you know, kind of bolster their their fan base, kind of try to set up some sort of career post wrestling, that also, sort of thing. It's probably just fun to do. And plus, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not yeah. not every wrestler can be like The Rock and go on into movies. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. Some sometimes you end up like well, the main focus of this story, uh, one of the two main focuses is uh, Z- Xavier Woods. Uh, who a uh, wrestler? Uh, his real name, or at least his the stage name that he uses when he's not Xavier Woods on stage, is Austin Creed. Austin Creed has had a um, a really successful uh, YouTube channel called Up Up Down Down, where he played video games with other wrestlers or just reviewed other game, you know, games that sort of thing. You know, another gaming channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, he played the YouTube game. He played the YouTube yeah. game, and now he's getting into Twitch. And uh, Vince McMahon went to him and said, oh, wait, no, not only do I own the Xavier Woods persona, I own your likeness as well. So you need whether you play under your real name or your fake name, fake wrestle name, you owe me money because you are using your likeness. And it's not just him. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, You mentioned Paige, the wrestler who i mean she's injured to the point where she can't wrestle anymore her one bad hit and her head will pop clean off at this <laughs> point but she's yeah she can't do any kind of twitch anything and they, they were giving her a lot of like you know side work through wrestling like she was the manager for the kabuki warriors temporarily yeah and she and, does and, a until lot she of got the green the, the green mist in the face yeah <laughs> which could have just blown her head clear off it could have really. it could have blown her head clean <laughs> off yeah like it makes me really wonder, like, what kind of terrible contracts have people signed on with Vince McMahon? <laughs> they sound like college uh, basketball and football players, college sports athletes. Yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> the, the, yeah, you joke, but that's that's really kind of what it is. Vince, Vince McMahon, he's not the r- super rich mogul man like that he is that today persona. by being oh, yeah. a a nice business guy. He is allegedly a very bad man behind the scenes. And And this only further proves that. Yeah. Alleged. Allegedly. Yes. I mean, to be fair, I mean, he kind of plays his persona of being a terrible businessman, like on the stage. But now it kind of sucks that he's like, maybe an actual, well, allegedly bad man. Alleged. Yes. Thank, thank you for adding that extra word in there. We needed that. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know how much else we could talk talk about with this other than, like, it's it's a bad deal yeah. that a lot of these wrestlers are getting, and it's not fair for them 
to not be able to use their their likeness. faces. It's their face. Yeah, yeah, it's their face. They're not it's... slaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. But hey, good for uh, um, Xavier Woods, Austin Creed, same guy. Um, he uh, signed on to be part of the new crew for the new G four. Uh, that was oh, just cool. announced the other day. Yeah, Where, uh, has our call come yet? Not yet. I've been I've been hanging by the huh. the nerd overload phone. I mean, it's I just... it's it's kind of nuts that Chief Force coming back. They had like a huge charity stream the other night. Yeah, I know, I saw. Yeah, it's pretty great. I, I still don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I still well, don't understand why. But listen, oh, oh, you know, well, reboot. Adam per- <laughs> Pereira and Adam Sessler need to do something. True. They need a job. <laughs> Robert England's going to be on the next season of Stranger Things. Yes, he's going to play um, some kind of murderer. Some kind of spooky man. You don't yeah. say. Some sort of... Uh, the question's still in the air whether or not he'll wear a fedora or a sweater. Uh, <laughs> but he will be a spooky murder man in the next season of Stranger Things, apparently. Yeah. They, they've gone from making a pastiche of 80s culture to just... Just putting it directly, just into ripping the it show. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Robert England, for the folks who don't know, was Freddy in the. Um, he's the original Freddy Krueger. He, he's yeah, he, he's Freddy Krueger. He is. He is, is Freddy Krueger. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just seems a little too on the nose. It yeah for me, but know, it could be fine. I don't know. It, you I know seen what? It. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. I'm sure they they'll do a good job. I'm sure the the premise hasn't gotten long in the tooth yet. Oh, I, speaking of which, we've got we've made it to Friday the Thirteenth Part Four now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're up to Part Four. <laughs> okay. What did you think of? Uh, what was it? Was Part Three the one that was supposed to be in three D? I think that might have been two. Second one. Yeah, that was two. That okay. Was hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's so many scenes where they're just like wiggling a friggin' stick in your face, <laughs> stick or like a yo-yo yeah. or like yeah, the eyeball that pops out. Yeah. And hangs in the air for way too long yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. very funny. Mm-hmm. Every time it would happen, I'd be like, whoa, it's <laughs> like it's coming right at me. <laughs> you know, I've uh, still yet to watch any episodes of Stranger Things. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't quite understand the cultural, like, oh, my godness of it, but I get it. It's it's. Fine, it's I good. I can see it in the first season. First season, the yeah. The first season okay. was like, oh my god, good. Second season is fine. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I liked it originally when the second season was going to have nothing to do with any other, anything else. Like, it was just going to be a brand new show with new characters and a new plot. And a new spooky thing new happening. New spooky thing. Yeah. Oh, you mean, yeah. mean kind of like uh, an American Horror Story kind of Kind of, yeah. Yep. <sighs> but America loves those kids. They love that Finn Wolf Wolfman. Wolf boy. Yeah. They love that sweet wolf boy. <laughs> Mowgli? I feel bad for, I feel bad for that kid because it's like everything he does is intrinsically tied to the eighties. To like eighties grow like Yeah. Like nostalgia. Because he's gonna be in the Ghostbusters oh, reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Stranger Things. He was in that Weezer video. He was in it. He was in it. Yeah. I hope he can eventually get out of the eighties. <laughs> He was in the Adams Family. He was the animated one. Oh he's Pug, yeah, he's Pugsley. That's right. He was. He he did do that, didn't he? Also, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would have been better if it was live action. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, with that, let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. Uh, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and leave us a voicemail that we might play on the show. The number is 586-372-8020. Tell us your favorite Finn Wolfhard role. (laughs) Perfect. Nailed it. Nailed it I thought he was good in it. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I thought he was okay in that one... Ninja sex, Ninja party, sex video. party video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. You know, Millie Bobby Brown was really the more talented one of those bunch of kids.